Welcome back, everyone. It is the Weekend Recap, where Simply Bitcoin, we break down the news, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the pleb sites. All right, Nico, you know what time it is. We're diving into the numbers. Let's do it, my friend. Number time. Brought to you by Noddle. They make some of the best Bitcoin nodes. Run your own version of Bitcoin Core, the Lightning Network, Whirlpool, and Dojo, all from the comfort of your own home. What if you're on the go? Well, the Noddle guys got your back. Check out the newly released Noddle Cloud. For people that are familiar with the Noddle hardware nodes, Noddle Cloud is a virtual private server based version of the software running on the Noddle boxes. So if you're traveling, but you still want a Bitcoin node, definitely go check out Noddle Cloud on Noddle.eu. At the time of this recording, the block height is 743,643. The Bitcoin price, 19,792. Chain rewrite days, 816. Total public lightning capacity, 4,067.97. Moscow time, 5055 blocks to the happening 96357 and the Samurai Whirlpool unspent capacity Samurai Whirlpool is a coin join or collaborative spend it is not a mixing service and the unspent capacity for that pool is 4797.7 BTC Nico the numbers the numbers this weekend this weekend was crazy we this. were up we were down we're up again we're back flat well, they don't call it. They don't call it the Bitcoin roller coaster for no reason, guys. Sorry about the setup. I am traveling. I'm currently in Puerto Rico for uh, a couple for about a month, and then I'm gonna go hang out with um, Tone Vase at the financial summit. That should be cool. Um, then I'll be back in Miami. But don't worry, the green screen will be back tomorrow. But the video quality, especially on my side, not on Phil's side, might be down. For a little bit until I get back to Miami and I get hardwired hardwired in again uh, via Ethernet cable. Anyways, Phil, let's talk about uh, a lot of the issues with uh, fiat money, like we always do. But check this out: another example. Oh, wife of a Ukrainian member of parliament was caught crossing the border to Hungary and smuggling 20 million USD and 1.3 million euros uh, and for our audio listeners there's a picture of literally suitcases and uh, plural suitcases full of cash uh, mm. the movies you always see a suitcase full of one million dollars in this case it was 20 million us dollars that is absolutely crazy so obviously ukrainian politicians are running ukraine or leaving ukraine because it's a war zone but where is that money coming from well here it is. Biden signs $40 billion aid package for Ukraine during trip to Asia. Um, check this out. It's called the Corruption Perceptions Index. And it's an index which ranks how much corruption is in a specific country. Um, so if you take a look at where Ukraine is, it ranks 32 out of 100. So this explains... <laughs> Where that 40 billion U.S. dollars is going, right? It's going to uh, Ukrainian politicians. And if you don't believe me, I think Ron Paul says it best. And I'll get to why this relates to Bitcoin in a second. Don't you worry. This is Ron Paul. He tweeted this out October 18th, 2011. Ron Paul is a genius. Check this How out. How does it not have more likes than that? Right? I'm going to give it a like. Thanks, Phil. Shout out to you. Yeah. Foreign aid is taking, which is what the U.S. did by sending 40 
billion dollars to Ukraine and says, this is by Ron Paul, foreign aid is taking money from poor people in rich countries and giving it to rich people in poor countries. And I think this is why I wanted to cover it today. This example of a Ukrainian member of parliament, his, her wife, his wife, was caught smuggling 20 million US dollars and 1.3 million euros over the border. Now, what does this have to do with Bitcoin? Well, very simple. How are they paying for those $40 billion sending to Ukraine or sending to Afghanistan? How are they doing that? Well, they have to print it. And printing, yeah, it might not be physical theft where they come to your house and take your money and then just send it to Ukraine, but it's still theft. Why is it still theft? Because it's a wealth redistribution mechanism wherein every single time they print money, unless your money is in, is in assets, in, in, um, in gold commodities or in equities or in real estate, you won't benefit from asset inflation. If you, if you save your money in dollars or if you earn dollars like the middle and lower classes, you're literally being stolen from and it's being redistributed to the government, which sends it to Ukraine. So Ukrainian politicians <laughs> can enrich themselves and it benefits the wealthy that have the means to save in assets that benefit from asset inflation. So how does Bitcoin fix this? Bitcoin makes it so that your wealth is very hard to confiscate. And more importantly, it can't be debased by a government so that they could send $40 billion to Ukraine so that Ukrainian politicians could buy themselves some yachts, right? Um, this fixes the system. This is why we have to separate money from state or this type of corruption is gonna keep on happening. And what's in it for the politicians in the US? Well, sure, a lot of those politicians do get a whole lot of kickbacks from all those defense contractors in the United States, all those defense companies that sure make a lot of money off of uh, those, uh, all those missiles that uh, we're sending to Ukraine because they need freedom. It was Iraq and Afghanistan before. We've moved on. That got old. Now it's Ukraine. And it's funny because all the NPCs are following along with that as well. Um, yeah, I stand with Ukraine. Uh, man. Let's end war. Buy Bitcoin. Let's separate the money printer. Let's take it away from the hands of government. In fact, it, no one should have a money printer. Um, so that this type of BS war, we defund it. Under a Bitcoin standard, war would be unaffordable. Right? Think about it. Are you the individual? Are you going to pay for those missiles? No, you're not. Right? So they fund it by money printing. And money printing, make no mistake, is a form of wealth confiscation. It is the most insidious form of wealth confiscation because it's invisible. The actual numbers on your screen don't change, but the purchasing power decreases every time they do something like this. And the reason that I showed you the example with the Ukraine politician is because, listen, if all of that money was really going to um, fighting the Russians on the eastern border of Ukraine, then I guess there would be a moral argument. But as we have, as we have seen throughout history, as in the case with Iraq, as in the case with Afghanistan, as the case with Vietnam, 
these things really, this foreign intervention that you, the average, the average Joe, have to pay for, does it? How does it benefit you exactly? And if you question this, you automatically get labeled a certain adjective, right? Right off the bat, like boom, right? So let's end war. Let's separate money from state, um, and let's uh, let's flip the page on on this uh, humanity's dark dark century, man. You know, it's it's very it's very terrible. And I'm, I'm gonna borrow another quote from Ron Paul, then I'll pass it on to you, Phil. It's not a coincidence that humanity's bloodiest century was also the century of central banking. Phil? Yeah, I mean, look, that article, when I saw that, I, I actually thought I actually found it to be funny and sad all at the same time, right? Because to your point, print $40 billion, send $40 billion, and who are the people that get it? Right. People people create this rosy picture in their minds to think, oh, you know, it's these poor, unfortunate people that are receiving this aid. And, and like, I'm, you know, I'm possibly somehow, you know, you convince yourself that you're helping the, the you know, the, the person that is most impoverished, most in need. And unfortunately, you see right here, it's an oligarch that's trying to leave the country and gets busted with suitcases full of cash. Like, that's the person. So it's it goes to Ron Paul's tweet. Um, it's just funny, right? Because I, you see a lot of these NPCs with the, you know, that, you know, they support Ukraine. And, and personally, again, I don't support any war, which is why I support Bitcoin. Because to your point, Nico, the reality is, is that, sure, a war may go on for an amount of time. But with Bitcoin, it can't be an infinite war. Okay, and that's the key right now with fiat, fiat funds, infinite wars. This is what it does, because you never get to have a say whether you agree or you disagree with the war narrative. It makes no freaking difference what you think, because you don't own. Okay, and we don't we don't own and we don't have any way to stop the money printer from funding that war. We have no way. They're just going to, OK, fine, you don't agree. Well, go pound sand. I'm going to go print money and I'm going to send it and I'm going to fund this war <laughs> and too bad. And you're going to get poorer. I'm going to get poorer. Right. We all get poorer. And it's fantastic. Now, there was a great argument that I heard in a spaces a couple of days ago that had to do or I think it was last week. But um, instead of saying that Bitcoin um, is a hedge against inflation, it's really a hedge against debasement. Right. And this is essentially what the governments are doing. It's not necessarily just inflation, because that's one point of it. But really, truly what it is, is the debasement of money. Bitcoin cannot be debased, whereas all of the fiat currencies, that is their main use case. At first, it may seem like it's not. But after a time, the um, the absolute power becomes corrupted. Absolutely. Right. Like it just has no choice. And it knows. Right. It, the, the institution knows that it can print money. Um, and to Nico's point, just to finish off about these, the assets. Right. Um, if you are not in an asset that can absorb and benefit from this debasement of everybody's currency, including your own. Right. Because everybody is victim to this. It doesn't matter what part of the echelon you're in. Um, the majority of people are victims to this, even though some people it doesn't affect as much. If you're not in assets that are benefiting from that debasement, then you're in serious trouble. And this is the problem. You know, the, the problem is, is that the majority of people, none of us are ever taught um, about how to properly store our wealth, how to properly accumulate wealth, what it really means, what it means to store time, what the trade off truly is between time value 
and and what we do for a living. So look, we stay away from you know we we stay away from all of these terrible things. Fiat is the infinite war funding machine, and this is why we stick to Bitcoin because Bitcoin stops infinite wars. Boom. Said it right, Phil. But anyways, Phil, it's time for... The Daily News. Brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make some of the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch. Like the famous 3D printed Bitcoin grenade toy. Comes in any custom color your heart desires. You want it in Peter Schiff colors? That's right, he does that. The European store is now open. Also, check out his website. He has 3D printed open source stuff as well. Take advantage of the promo code down below for 5% off CryptoCloaks.com. <laughs> so the contagion continues. Um, this, the, the collapse of the BlockFi saga that we've been covering so much on the, say, on the fail, on the news, it continues. But check this out, Phil. BlockFi strikes credit deal with FTX US outlines acquisition plan. That's right. The exchange or the DeFi place, right, where you can get your so-called yield, um, they got bailed out. Remember what Pomp was saying, that they were making $50 million a month in his video with his wife, Polina. Nope. And uh, still looks like they needed that $250 million, even after it's absolutely crazy. Anyways, BlockFi, the, crypt, the crypto lending platform, announced on Friday a deal with exchange operator FTX US that would provide the firm with 400 million revolving credit line and outlines the path to an acquisition by the US-based firm. The definitive agreement signed Thursday is subject to shareholder approvals and would provide FTX an option to acquire the firm at a price up to $240 million. Keep in mind, this was valued at like five or $6 billion not too long ago. Uh, so if you wanna know why Nick Carter is having a meltdown on Twitter, Here's your answer. That's right. His cap, his firm was a big investor in BlockFi. BlockFi's similarity to other market participants in the crypto space has been hit hard by the fall of the liquidation of Three Arrows Capital and the liquidation struggles of rival lending firm Celsius, which paused withdrawals on customers earlier this month. Three Arrows Capital liquidation event resulted in 80 million loss for BlockFi, which the company describes as a small fraction of losses reported by other lending firms. To weather the storm, BlockFi inked a $250 million credit deal with FTX to manage through the crisis on June 22nd. The firm also has also been fielding interest for acquisition from FTX and other market participants. Here's a, a statement from BlockFi CEO Zach Prince. Phil, there's so much signal here. Um, we were presented with various unattractive options where client funds would take a haircut or be behind a lender in the capital stack. Okay, check this out. Do you see like he is shifting the blame? Yep. It's not our fault. It's not our decisions. It's not because oh. we rehypothecated everyone's funds. We are so noble, we are so good that we're not gonna accept the deal to bail us out that might take a haircut off your fund. The one who's responsible here is not market conditions. It's BlockFi because they literally took people's money and they speculated with it. By the way, and I'm going to get to this in a second. This has been happening for the last 100 years. And people are not utilizing the technology that Bitcoin enables to change the system. 
What's the definition of anxiety or insanity, Phil? Doing the same thing and expecting different results. That's it was right. so comical that there was a page on BlockFi's website that literally said why rehypothecation is a good thing. The Bitcoin companies that didn't rehypothecate, yeah, we did, we covered on the show, are still alive and they're doing well. And I'll get to that in a second. And the companies that did rehypothecate, they collapsed. And what are they asking for? A bailout. This has happened for the last 100 years. Anyways, these alternatives were completely unacceptable to me and are bored in conflict with our core values of clients, not customers. Ha! Ha! If your core values were clients, were, were, were customers, right? Then you wouldn't rehypothecate people's funds and only offer them a measly, I think it's less than 2% yield? Talk about scumbags. As well as the interests of BlockFi and our shareholders. Anyways, the contagion didn't only stop there. It wasn't only BlockFi. It wasn't only Celsius. Now it looks like it's spreading. This was announced July 4th. This company is called Valud. Apparently, it's out of India. And guess what they did? They stopped withdrawals. And to quote the, the website, it says, In the meantime, we have made the difficult decision to suspend all withdrawals, trading, and deposits on the Valud platform with immediate effect. To go to the top, to, uh, statement number one, the Valud management wishes to inform that we are facing financial challenge despite our best efforts. If you really had your best efforts, then you wouldn't rehypothecate funds. Now, I said earlier that this has been happening for 100 years. Let's take a look at that, shall we? This is from history.com. I searched something called a bank run. Because essentially what's happening right now is bank runs, right? All these exchanges are holding everyone's money. Everyone's withdrawing. And guess what? They don't have the money. Why is that? Why don't they don't have the money? Because they're operating under the same thing that banks operated back then, under fractional reserve banking, fractional reserve exchanges, really, because there's someone has to coin a term for it. Um, check this out. Another phenomenon that compounded the nation's economic woes during the Great Depression was a wave of banking of banking panics or bank runs during which large numbers of anxious people withdrew their deposits in cash forcing banks to liquidate loans and often leading to bank failure. What is fractional reserve banking? Banks are required to keep on hand a certain amount of, ca of the cash that depositors give them, but banks are not required to keep the entire amount on hand. Often banks are required to keep some portion of deposits on hand, which is known as the bank's reserves. It, the same, guys, you have to understand, the vocabulary changed. Okay, it might not be called a bank run, not but it be called fractional reserve banking, but the concept is the same. Bank and exchange. You give them your deposit. The exchange in the bank holds your deposit. They do whatever they want with that money. In terms of banks, they lend it out to other people. In terms of the exchange, they speculate on it. But the matter of a fact is, that they don't have that money at hand if everyone decided to withdraw at the same time. The same issue that plagued the banking industry for 100 years, more than 100 years, is plaguing the crypto industry. Now, I said earlier that there is a different way to approach this utilizing the technology that Bitcoin enables. I'm going to talk about that. Here is Bitcoin Gandalf. 
He said, everyone's talking about the things that Celsius, Voyager, and BlockFi, etc. did wrong. I would like to hear about what companies like Unchained and HODL with Lend did right. There is obviously some demand for loaning slash borrowing, so there will be companies who serve this. So let's check out a statement from Parker Lewis that he sent out to all Unchained customers. I think it was about a week ago. He says, for clients of our, to quote him, for clients of our lending business, where we lend dollars against Bitcoin as collateral, Bitcoin collateral is not rehypothecating, meaning the title always remains in the legal ownership of our clients and that our clients do not have counterparty risk to unchained or any third parties, even in the context of our loans. Throughout this episode of volatility, our clients have each individually remained in maximum control of their assets. Clients with their multi-sig vaults through our custody solution can transfer the funds at any time without requiring permission from Unchained, and there is no market event that could put their Bitcoin at risk. For borrowers, all collateral is managed and secure on a cryptographically segregated basis. Do you see the different approaches, and more importantly than the different approaches, do you see the difference in outcomes? Just because you're using a new technology, just because you're using crypto, just because you're using Bitcoin, it does not change the fundamental problem. If someone has an incentive to use your money, to grow their own money, they're going to take that. Is the Unchained or the other company a perfect solution? Is it ideal? No, it's not ideal. You're not holding complete control of your keys. You're using a multi-sig setup. But it does put a lot of responsibility on Unchained and a lot of these other companies. Because now, if they move your funds from the initial collateral address, guess what? You're going to be able to see it. Whereas in BlockFi, they, you send it to the collateral address and they take that Bitcoin and they put it in a big pile. And then they try to grow it, which works just fine during a bull market. Everyone's getting rich. But during the bear market, when shit hits the fan, oof. We have the ability to change this. We have the technology to do this now. Not using it is literally going to result in the same outcome that has literally been happening for over a hundred years. Anyways, Phil, what are your thoughts, brother? Yeah, beautifully said, beautifully said. Um, so look, you essentially, the, the amazing thing about the human condition, we, we want the irresponsible returns of the bull market, right? But we want them to be safe with the multi-sig, right? Like this is this is what people want. So you want to imagine, and this is what's great. This is what's great about unicorns, right? They don't exist, but we'd love to imagine that they do. And the unicorn gives us these amazing percentage gains without having to worry. And when times are bad, they're being responsible with our money, Nico. And in this particular case, they're being responsible with our Bitcoin. Obviously, that is not the case with BlockFi, Celsius, um, what's it called, Vald or Valud and uh, Babel Finance and the list goes on. And as we're going to see in the fail, there's a whole new, a new, a new newcomer to the, uh, to the stage of freezing people's funds. But look, at the end of the day, um, you know, Zach Prince representing BlockFi, right? You know, he has his incentives and 
BlockFi has no choice but to be disingenuous. They, they have no choice in this case because what are they going to do? They're going to tell everybody the truth that they can't be trusted with all of that money? Like, sure, that's the right thing to do. But obviously, they're not going to do that. They're not incentivized to do that. So instead, points the finger, shifts the blame, and look, we got these terrible deals, and we're looking out for your best interest, right? Just like you said, like, well, if you were, then you wouldn't have rehypothecated our money. You wouldn't have taken our Bitcoin and tried to make more Bitcoin with it without us actually wanting you to do that. Like, we definitely, you know, people wanted the percentage gain, um, but they... I don't think that they would have agreed to having their funds um, used on very speculative, scammy, you know, Correct. type of stuff. So, look, it was terrible decisions with people's money. Um, they were caught. And as much as people hate it when the Bitcoin price pulls back, you know, this is the uh, this is the tide pulling back. Right. You get to see who's swimming naked. Yep. And unfortunately, it's these companies that, that have been touting so hard just how strong they are. And they all think if they build big enough, mm -hmm. when the bear market comes, they'll still be able to pay everyone. And out. Phil, and Phil, how yeah. how many years have human beings been thinking the same exact thing? A hundred freaking years. The yes. same thing. Look, and uh, let me read some some uh, comments from some plebs. Right. Uh, first one is from, I'll pop it up for you guys on screen, the audio version, I'll read it to you guys. No rehypothecation, collateral for unchained loans is held in multi-sig and clients hold one key. They could verify at any time that collateral has not moved, been commingled, or lent out. And then here is Mr. Hoddle. I would gladly play unchained more interest knowing my UTXOs aren't being rehypothecated. Not all lending services are the same. So are we advocating for getting a loan at Unchained? No. What we are trying to make the argument for is utilize the technology that Bitcoin enables. Understand that human nature does not change, as Phil just beautifully just pointed out, saying, hey, you know, this is what they're thinking. Are the BlockFi guys bad? Are the Celsius guys bad? No. They just really thought that they could outperform and give you some interest in the back. And they saw that pile of money and said, wow, we could just enrich everybody else, right? Whereas in the way that Unchained, and I'm sure that other companies are gonna pop up and copy that multi-sig model, um, they realized, hey, let's keep this segregated. Let's keep this separate so that we are not incentivized with this giant pile of Bitcoin or money to, you know, speculate on other people's money, not their money, right? So again, I think it's about understanding human nature. I think it's about understanding incentives. And I think that clearly, again, this isn't just me um, speculating. I think that clearly, right, one model worked and one model, one model completely self-destructed. And it doesn't matter how nicely you wrote a page saying why rehypothecation is a good thing. You literally effed up because of rehypothecation. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Phil, it's time for the daily fail brought to you by Swan. Check them out. SwanBitcoin.com. Automated Bitcoin savings plans, instant purchases. They've got an app coming out. The link is down below. So this was a weekend like no like every other weekend right we just see a bunch of fails it's like everything just falls apart on the weekend i don't know what it is but for me it turns out to be uh just a, a whole bonus 
of failures. So we're going to dive into them. We've got some two funnies, two funnies, and then, of course, another story of somebody pretending to be a bank that shouldn't be a bank. Anyways, let's dive into it. This is a tweet from the president. My message to the companies running gas stations and setting prices at the pump is simple. This is a time of war and global peril. Bring down the price you are charging at the pump to reflect the cost you're paying for the product and do it now. If that's not gaslighting, I don't know what is. It's just so insane. I'm so sorry, but I like, look, it's really not these gas stations. All right. That and, and the gas companies that are setting these prices. OK, this is a completely nonsensical gaslighting tweet. And I'm sorry, but on the July 4th long weekend, Definitely to me that that just seems on purpose. I know that Nico tells me that there, there aren't a bunch of evil people, you know, twirling their mustaches. But to me, this seems like an evil person twirling their mustache on the long weekend saying, I'm just going to gaslight as how many. Let's see how many ga- how many people I can gaslight with this tweet. Anyways, anyways, moving on, moving on. OK, so th- this was funny. This all started actually with a tweet response from fellow Bitcoiner vicarious drama okay and this is just i thought that this was absolutely hilarious now for the people who don't know who who gary v is he's like one of these uh personal um how how do i say this you're kind of like a a guru right like he's a bit like a financial guru a bit like a personal development person oh gary v gary no no this is great nico this is I couldn't believe this. Okay, we got we got to read this to everyone, and then we have to read vicarious responses, uh, vicarious dramas response because I that that's why I chose this for the fail. Okay, first let, let's read what Gary V is telling people on LinkedIn. Everybody uses a QR code because if you want to eat at a restaurant, you need to use it to get the menu. I have no idea what restaurants he's going to, but I have gotten plenty of menus without a QR code. Just saying. It's not necessarily this isn't this is already not correct in the first sentence anyways, or when you're traveling, it's your airline ticket. You're not getting anywhere on an airline without using a QR code. Also not true. Um, Anyways, soon that QR code will be an NFT. Ah, I see where this is going. It'll be better technology for companies like British Airways, Lufthansa, and everybody else because it will become a digital asset after you use it, Nico. You you heard right. You heard right. That QR code for your for your airline ticket, Nico, that becomes a digital asset. Mm, this sounds good. I'll read on. Today, all of our airline tickets sit on our Apple wallets. In a decade, they'll become micro collectibles. Because they will have an artist attached to it. Artist attached to your plane ticket. This is, gee, oh man. I want to give this guy all my money. Okay. Somebody may offer you $280 for a flight that you took from Bucharest to Mykonos because they follow that artist. And companies will be incentivized to do that because they make royalty on that transaction. Gary Vanyarchuk, bless your heart. Bless your heart, my friend. Wow. That was nice, huh? So Vicarious Drama responds with this. Gary V is playing checkers on a chessboard and is only entertaining or thought provocative to those that don't know the rules to either. That's right. He's playing checkers on a chessboard. I'm sorry, but that is the most insane messaging I have seen about NFTs. That is the most far reach. Okay. That is like that is like saying all of a sudden, okay, the movie ticket that you bought 
right? That you bought to some random movie that you saw 15 years ago, Nico, is now a valuable collectible. This bullshit nonsense that everything. And look, I you guys know, I tell you all the time, I collect useless crap. OK, so I love this stuff. OK, not this particular stuff. I know this to me, this is different kinds of crap that I want nothing to do with. But like mint condition, certain toys and, you know, garbage pail kids and stuff like that. I love stuff like that. But this this is total crap. Like, why would you like why would you want a movie ticket from somebody from 20 years ago because an artist drew a picture because of this? And why would the artist draw a picture relating to some movie ticket that some random person bought 20 years? Like, I want you guys to really think about the the strings this guy's pulling. It's like he's having a seizure and he's just grasping at straws. Let's be honest. <laughs> I think that's what's happening anyways. OK, thought that was funny. Wanted to share. That's insane. Thank you, Gary. Moving on. Moving on. Okay. Uh, of course. Of course. We can't have a weekend. And this is like a double. This is a. You know what, Nico? We got lucky. We got. We, we got. It, this was like a double fail in one. Okay. So this was Crema Finance or Crema Finance, however you want to pronounce it. They shut down their liquidity protocol. But the best part of this is that it's on Solana. Solana, who has failed every weekend for the last month. Okay. We've, we've had to report on a Solana outage because it's such a shit coin, but it's the money of the future and it's going to replace every blockchain. Anyways, let's dive into Crema Finance and their liquidity crunch on Solana. Here we go. Crema Finance, a concentrated liquidity protocol over the Solana blockchain, announced the temporary suspension of its services, owning to a successful exploit that has drained a substantial but undisclosed amount of funds. Oh, my gosh. We are shocked. Definitely shocked. We haven't seen this before. Crema Finance oh, suspended liquidity service to refrain the hacker from draining out its liquidity reserves. So if you were um, holding your money there, <coughs> the liquidity. That means your liquidity is frozen. Anyways, this includes the funds of the service providers and the investors. What, what I just said, you, your shit's frozen. OK, that, that's what they're telling you. But they're working with some security companies and got support from Solana, SolScan and EtherScan. And they're going to continue to post any update via the official Twitter account. This sounds obviously completely par for the course. We don't know what happened. We don't know how much money they took. Rest assured, our people are working on it. I remember sending out those emails myself for a corporation that I used to work for. And that email was sent when we had no idea what was wrong. Okay. You had no idea what was wrong. That's when you send that email. Anyways, readers must note that Crema Finance is not related. OK, this is very important, guys. Don't make the mistake. Crema Finance, not related to Cream Finance, a decentralized DeFi lending protocol that also lost 19 million in a flash loan hack last year. So so look, don't pay attention to the fact that we have no idea what's going on or the fact that somebody just drained your money out of the liquidity pool. Just remember that there's a company with a similar but not the same name that lost 19 million dollars last year. Everyone paying attention to this hand? Good. So you don't see what I'm doing here. <laughs> like, you kidding me? I mean, really? This is this is the argument. This is what they're going to do. And I, I'm sorry. We just we, we had to report it. Right. We, we had to let everybody know. Of course, there's another one. And when we said last week that whatever other finance platform froze people's accounts, couldn't figure out what happened. We told you that it wasn't going to be the last one. So the hacks, the hacks aren't going to stop yet until all the liquidity is drained. 
okay or at least a good portion of it and i still think i, I know that it, it's kind of mean but i still think that we're gonna see another one of these lending protocols um i still think we're still gonna see a few shit the bed excuse the language Dude, once again, we are synchronized, right? This always happens, right? When Phil and I don't plan our, you know, our, our, our segments together, we just cover things. And then a lot of the time, they're somehow connected. Um, look, guys, I, I couldn't reiterate this enough. Take self-custody of your Bitcoin. Buy it. Buy it on Swan. Buy it on the Swan, Swan, Swan.com, Swan app, whatever. Withdraw from an exchange. Put it onto cold storage. Throw away the keys. No, that's a bad idea. But you get what I mean. Hide the keys in a very safe place. Don't show them to everybody. Forget about it. Um, and if you do want to take the risk um, to get, you know, use your Bitcoin as collateral, take a risk. I don't suggest it, but if you are in a pickle or whatnot, um, at least use something that doesn't rehypothecate your stuff, right? Be smart. Uh, learn from the past because if you don't learn from the past, you're doomed to repeat it. Um, and whether it's you know these, <laughs> they're not really DeFi. That's what I'm saying. Like they're CFI platforms that pose as DeFi. Um, yeah, it, 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 the rug pulls are going to keep on happening. And really, the only ideal way to protect from yourself from this, don't loan out your Bitcoin. Ideally, don't collateralize your Bitcoin. Take your Bitcoin into cold storage, secure the seed properly, and just wait. That's all you got to do. Just wait. Just wait. Earn. Fiat mine like crazy. Work. And save in Bitcoin. Don't think about an investment. Use it as a saving vehicle because that's really what it is, man. And none of this will happen to you. Learn. And again, we've all been there. Phil and I, we learned from, listen, 99% of Bitcoiners they start off shitcoining. That's nothing to be ashamed ashamed of. I've shitcoined in the past, many years ago, but I've shitcoined in the past. Phil shitcoined in the past. Most Bitcoiners, 99% of them, have shitcoined. That's normal, right? Where you start to have a problem is if you've been shitcoining for a couple of years, you've you've you know you you've earned your stripes, you've survived a full cycle, you've been in here for three or four years, and you're still shitcoining. You're either a benefactor from the shitcoiner, you're a shitcoin dev, right? Or I guess you just haven't learned hard enough. Um, shitcoins are literally designed and all these protocols are literally designed to take your money, enrich the founders so that they could have more Bitcoin. Don't fall for it. Take a long time preference. This isn't a get rich quick scheme. This takes time, right? Um, but it is possible. Anyways, Phil, go ahead. I was going to say, it's a don't get poor slowly scheme. Ah, I forget that's right. that. It, it could have been Pierre Rochard. Lop. It was Lop. It was Lop. Lop. Okay, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Lop. it's a don't get poor slowly scheme. <laughs> Absolutely. Anyways, there was a website by Plebe yeah. from a friend. Why didn't you show everybody? The Daily Meme Review. Brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories, articles, comics by actual Bitcoiners. This is the artwork for volume 10. This is the artwork for volume two, and this is the artwork for volume 11. Volume two is almost sold out because there's only a thousand physical copies made per volume. So get your special edition limited Citadel 21 today, Citadel 21 prints today. All right, everybody, welcome to 
The Daily Meme Review will review Bitcoin memes. Memes play an essential role in this narrative trench warfare that we're fighting hand-to-hand -hand on the battleground of the internet against central bankers and governments. You control the memes, you win the war. Anyways, first meme by Giacomo Zucco, friend of the show and awesome Bitcoiner. Is this a long-established tradition of people debating A versus B based on deep arguments touching on math, economics, and moral philosophy? A 1998 <laughs> proposal immediately debunked as circular, followed by a 2012 attempt at resurrecting the flawed idea, followed by two by other two increasingly huge marketing efforts, Latimer and Buterin, uncritically bought by thousands of technically illiterate pseudo-traders. Dude, that is hilarious. And for anyone, if that was a little technical for you guys, what Giacomo is doing is that he's replying to a tweet by Vitalik, and Vitalik is replying to a tweet by Jimmy Song, and Jimmy Song is essentially making the argument that proof of stake does not solve the Byzantine general's problem. And Vitalik is saying, if there's a long-established tradition of people debating A versus B based on deep arguments, touching on math arguments and moral philosophy, you come along saying B is dumb because of one line technically involving definitions. And Giacomo just completely debunked that by uh, by laying it out in the meme. But dude, mm -hmm. honestly, listen, I'm not a technical Bitcoiner. But what I can tell, and I, I think this just requires common sense, is that all Vitalik did is deflect. He did not address what Jimmy Song was saying. He didn't say... no. Proof of stake does solve the Byzantine general's problem. He just said he just no, deflected. He, he just deflected. He's like, ah, you know what? Like, and I think that was very for someone like Vitalik. That was very that wasn't that wasn't cool, dude. Honestly, I was expecting more, but it's what you said, Phil. It's because he can't. So the best thing is just to just dress up the shit in a bow tie and hope people don't notice. Anyways, moving on. <laughs> Richard Dickman, Dick Richard Dick Whitman, um, Ethereum. <laughs> It's a car with four wheels. Uh, that's absolutely hilarious. Um, here this is, is great. Beckett Hoddle, me, the have fun staying poor hammer, <laughs> Web3 maximalist. Absolutely hilarious. Um, oh, sorry. Repeat. Next one by Bad Dog. And oh, we got a couple. Who actually are from, ba are, are from oh, Bad Dog. Oh, there we go. Okay, first wow. Bad Dog. Shout out Bad Dog. I like it. Three <laughs> arrows, capital. It's literally a picture of a toilet. Uh, that's so funny. And how about this one? I'll gladly pay for uh, gladly pay you Tuesday for a Bitcoin day. And it's like you know the old comic of the of the greedy banker, right? Um, and then it's Compass Mining, Celsius Voyager, BlockFi. So, Phil, can you explain this? Because I don't. Yes. It. Yes. Okay. So first of all, so this is so this is uh, the character here is Wimpy. Okay. And Wimpy is a fanatic about hamburgers. Okay. And this is why this is more of like a boomer meme, possibly like Gen X boomer. Okay. And they're going to get this. Okay. Because Wimpy is a Popeye character. Okay. And anyways, so Wimpy's thing is that he'll gladly, he'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. And that's the same type of thing, 
right? Is that he wants his hamburger now, but he'll pay you later. So it's the same thing with the Bitcoin here, right? It's perfectly fine. We'll take your Bitcoin now and we'll pay you for it. Ah, yeah, dude, yeah. And that's exactly what these it's, platforms do. It's so do. well done. It's, I'm sorry. It's just, I don't know if Bad Dogs, I, I don't want to age him or anything, but like I, he might be from Gen X or, or a boomer. It, it I don't reminded, know. It looked like the cartoon no. of the greedy central banker, of the greedy, you know, the banker, the fat it's one wimpy. with the it's belly. Wimpy. It's good enough. Okay. The guy's name is wimpy if you get the reference it's a very good meme okay anyways next meme by ding dong ding dong uh whenever i think i finally understood bitcoin it's literally a picture That's of like a galaxy and stars and says what the fuck it's so true this is a very good meme mm-hmm. all right next one by asher um it's for our audio listeners it's a a, a british red coat from the revolutionary war era it says turn Turn in your guns and pay insane taxes to cover a reckless debt. And then, you know, the, the American revolutionary says, yeah, fuck you. Dude, I, I, and it's, man, ugh, it's, dude, it's, it's crazy because what we fought against is what we've become as a result of fiat money. This giant Frankenstein administrative bureaucracy, this state that fiat money just pays for. And then these people do what they think is best for everybody else, but ends up hurting everybody else. Um, dude, whether like that's the World Economic Forum or that's the the, the, the giant American government. Um, like, dude, it's just the endless wars, all of it, man. I know I went on a little bit of a bit. It was a, di- it was a deep meme. It was hi- highly impactful. Um, that was a bit of a repeat. Um, but anyways, for those awesome memes, I have a great book that really referenced the last thing. The fiat standard. Um, Phil and I are going to be working on some very interesting types of videos. And uh, this is what we're going to be referencing a lot. Very good Bitcoin books. Phil, what would you give those memes? Yeah, I suck. So I I didn't even, all of this, I didn't even prepare. So give me a second. Let Let me find something. I am giving it this, this balance oh. cylinder from my balance board. Very That's good. right, my Indo board. Very good. I, I've, good I've, I've attempted it. It's 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 pretty hard. I mean, good time. if you've ridden on a skateboard or whatever, it's not that hard, but it's still no, tricky. It's, it's still tricky. It's still tricky. That's for sure. Anyways, it guys, <laughs> it does. It rolls back and forth. You have to balance the board in between. Anyways, guys, we want to know if you agree with our scores. You disagree. Let us know down in the comment section. Make sure to join our Telegram group. It's a party in there. Subscribe to us on alternative video platforms like Rumble.com, personal favorite, BitcoinTV.com. They don't censor there on Bitcoin TV. And if you're listening to the Twitter Spaces show, make sure to, to stay after where Opti and Jacob from Swan are going to do uh, a live Q&A and a hangout. It's going to be fun. But anyways, Phil, there was this time I got it right. There was a website by Plebe. Why don't you show everybody? Plebsites. Brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. We're not using paper. Store your seed in steel. Use the Cypher wheel or the all-new Cypher grid. They both come with a tamper-resistant wire, and the grid comes with a punch tool. All right, guys. We've got, for the Pleb sites, don't forget to check us out at simplybitcoin.news. That's right. We've got our own little Pleb article outlet. There's a new article that dropped from Pirates. Here we go. It's Fear and Loathing of Bitcoin Maximalists. 
Anyways, a very, very spicy article. You got to check out the link to this will be down in the show notes. And of course, Nico, don't forget, everybody has to check us out on our audio only platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Anchor. If you want to stream us sats, check us out on fountain.fm. You could stream us sats through Breeze. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. Yeah, uh, guys, definitely go check out Simply Bitcoin unfiltered, simplybitcoin.news. You're going to need some pleb signal during the bear market. We cover stuff that a lot of people can't cover. Um, And if you want to know how how we really feel, how the plebs feel uh, during the bear market or if or if this is your first bear market and you're feeling a little insecure, you're 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 hurting. Definitely go check that out. We've all been there. Um, we've all had to earn our stripes, and I think uh, I think a lot of you will find value in those articles. And also, Pirate Beachbum is a hell of a writer. Also, want to give a very special shout out to our clothing sponsor, ReprezentLTD.com. They make very very comfy, stylish merch. Check out that hoodie. It's very high quality stuff. Also coming out with Bitcoin merch, coming out with Simply Bitcoin merch as well. You can take advantage of the promo code down below to get a discount off representltd.com. Guys, that was our show. If you enjoyed our show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the Bitcoin news, the, the, the shitcoin fails, and the memes definitely consider subscribing to simply bitcoin and guys we will see you tomorrow for a brand new episode bitcoin hard money this is our revolution and this is our time